the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of KDOW or its management owners or advertisers and should not be construed as legal tax or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. I'm Rob Black, talking money, investing in more, trying to get you to retirement. Some shows are better than others. Some shows have a lot more content than others. We got 23 days, 22 days, count them till Santa. Have you got all your shopping done? Probably not, right? Stock markets started off hot today in a sea of green, sea of tranquility, sea of bliss. I don't know. I don't know. There's a thought that you float around in a sea, according to an aboriginal myth, three times in your life. Once before you're born, and you find bliss. Once before you're born, the moment you die, and the moment you fall in love. Three times you get happiness in the world, but today you get a sea of green. Woohoo! Does that make you happy? Woohoo! So the aboriginal myth is called the sea of quiddity. The sea of quiddity. Throwing that out there for you. So disaster inverted. Mr. President, we got China to back down, and we're going to only do tariffs in 90 days. Thank you, Jack Bauer. Now go do your stuff and pick me up a fish fillet. What? 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 So China and the United States said, let's put off 90 days until we freak out over tariffs again. It's a weekend truce, a detente. We saw some raids and rioting in Paris this weekend as the haves and the have-nots are clashing over Macron's policies of basically he's a former ex-banker. People don't like, or young people think they're getting a raw deal. I think kids born today in the United States are getting a raw deal. They're going to run into a heap load of debt and a heap load of more taxes to service that debt in the future. And with Amazon saying we're rushing now to get cashier-less grocery stores, and they said over the weekend and they're rushing to do it faster and faster, I, I think some of the jobs out there that could help make people ends meet or kind of create a middle class or a small, you know, something, they're starting to go away. Now, will we hold the gains of the day? Will we have a Santa Claus ho, 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 when it go rally? As the end of the year approaches, and I'm already starting to think, I'd like some time off. And you're like, didn't you just take time off for Thanksgiving? I did. But I'd like some more time off. It's ends next year. A lot of people think the bull market ends next year. What should you do? That's a good question. No more tax cuts. Congress is going to fight with the president at this point in time. We'll probably have gridlock. Will that cause a recession? Or not? Yeah. We don't know. Where do you want to put your money? Now, Apple has been catching a lot of flack recently. They're up today because of, you know, hey, China's not going to kick us out of their country, and we could still manufacture there. Apple's next-generation AirPods look like they're going to launch in 2019. Maybe 2020. The next generation looks like it's going to have wireless charging, which they promised us basically 12 months ago. So it's still not there. 
but the one with a change of form factor looks like 2020. And Apple needs this in large part because you got growth in AirPods. Average selling price of the new charging box will probably rise 60 to 80%. So they're going to make a lot more money on it. If you go to a fluent area in the United States, you're going to see, that's right, people with these little sticks in their ear, white earbuds. I love mine. But I got to imagine if I were going to Des Moines, I would look like an alien having them in my ears. This year, 14 million to 16 million are expected to be sold. Uh, that's last year. Next year, this year, 26 million. 2019, 50 million. 2020, 70 million. See why Apple needs it? <clears throat> now, there's only one company that manufactures them for Apple, so it's pretty easy to see what's going on because China leaks secrets like a leaky boat. Okay, that doesn't make any sense, but it is what it is. So that's out there. Hey, feeling like Santa? Ho, ho, ho. I got tickets. I have tickets for the WWE. Now, you know you're saying, why don't you just take them yourself, Rob, and have a good time? No, because I want to share them with you. WWE tables, ladders, and chairs paid for you at SAP Center in San Jose, Sunday, December 16th. Sunday, 3.30, you want tickets for a family of four? Woohoo! You'll see Seth Rollins versus Dean Ambrose. International Intercontinental Championship. Ron Strowman versus Drew McIntyre. Ronda Rousey, who won like golden karate or something like judo. And then she did the boxing and women's boxing thing, and now she's the WWE. She was so famous at one point in time. She was like on Entourage. Hey, Ronda, can I get a date with you? No, Turtle, you can't get a date with me. You want me to bust your face open? So, yeah, this is a big thing. You can get tickets at Ticketmaster.com or SAP Center Box Office. Uh, good event. Good family entertainment. I've been wrestling once. I was trying to impress a girl, so I bought tickets for her and her brother. Not my finest moment of desperation for love. But WWE Tables, Ladders, and Chairs, pay-per-view at SAP Center, 800-516-1220. Tickets will be yours for Sunday, December 16th at 3.30. Winning. 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 It's my boy, Charlie. Chuck. Chuck Sheen, as I like to call him. Sometimes I call him Chuckles. But um, not all that often. So one of the things I do on the weekend is I, I watch some of the political shows. Didn't get a lot out of it other than the G2 meeting. It was really supposed to be the G20 meeting, but it, we were really focused on the G2. And China and the United States kind of kicked the can down the road. Um, on Friday, Amazon said it's going to have a voice-activated Echo speakers. I will soon host Apple Music, the $10 a month subscription service that gives users access to 50 million songs. So Amazon is going to let their speakers do Apple Music. And for the record, you can buy one of those talking fish or dancing fish and have Alexa on it. Ultimate gag gift, right? Now, three weeks after Amazon said they'd begin selling Apple products like the newest iPhone, iPad, Mac, Apple Watch, they're starting to get along. The announcements come from different corners of each company. Still, it's very difficult to avoid wondering, are we witnessing signs of an alliance? Hey, let's be superheroes and work together. You're Apple and I'm Amazon. Let's do this. Because they're kind of working together. Now, a lot of major tech companies don't, and they compete fiercely for customers and advertisers. The version, obviously, working with others is, you know, you want your devices sold, not their devices. 
Now, you want to reach as many people as you can. You get on Amazon's platform. You want to reach as uh, if you want the services that Apple provides. You you got to work with them. So Amazon Prime Video on Google's Chromecast TV, no go. So you see that they don't always work together. You can't access YouTube or Google Play Store from an Amazon Fire tablet. But now Amazon and Apple are working together. Apple's iMessage, FaceTime, can't find on any of the Android phones or tablets. Don't work together. So Apple and Google don't work together. Google and Amazon don't work together. Amazon and Apple kind of are. So who's the common enemy? Google? It remains the thorn in Apple's side. Great googly moogly. First signs of an Apple-Amazon friendship actually hit last year when Apple agreed to let users of its set-top box access Amazon Prime TV shows and movies. Cool. I like it. I'm with it. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial money, investing, and more. You can find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter Rob Black Show, YouTube Rob Black Show. 22 days till Christmas. Woo! What you get me? Want the podcast with music? Find the link to the other version of the podcast by going to Rob Black's Twitter. His handle is at Rob Black Show. Listen to Rob Black and Your Money weekday mornings, 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW. So, in a bit of a stretch, little Magic Dragons for you. Neither here nor there. I like cool music today, but I haven't always liked cool music. Last night, I got caught up watching a um, live aid concert. It's not my generation's Woodstock, but it's pretty darn close. Whoa. And, uh, you know, the whole Queen, the last uh, 15 minutes of that movie, Bohemian Rhapsody, they show Live Aid, where Queen played. And it's a stunning concert, because it's Wembley, and you just see a motion of people moving around and cheering and happy. And uh, they had to recreate that, like, something like 7,000 extras times computer generation generated 7,000, like, make it look packed in like a real stadium but it's a cool thing to see and youtube has it all and i was like i remember peter Gale, it was a pay-per-view special i think i paid 39.95 for it invited friends over they all chipped in we had uh, chips and salsa and uh, my friend chip would come over and i'd say hey chip dip your chip in my dip chip and he'd say ah very funny um but yeah, that was a big thing. So I saw Peter Gabriel, and I was like, wow, he had lots of hair, and he was good looking. I haven't seen him in 30 years look that good, because it was 30 years ago. And then you see Bono, and it looks like a, a mullet that's fake. Why would someone put a fake mullet on? I don't know. But he did the song Bad, and what a kick at kick What a kick Heine song, right? Then I watched The Queen, and then, you know, there were some uh, Dire Straits were there. Yeah, right? So, um, point being is, YouTube took up two hours of my life last night. That's bad news for Comcast. It's bad news for ABC, NBC, CBS. But I haven't always liked cool music. Music was something that I did in my teenage years to kind of like, not piss off my dad, but fight the power. And uh, to this day, I still love finding new music, like Imagine Dragons. I once offered Imagine Dragons lead singer $10,000 for a lifetime backstage pass. This was six, seven years ago, right before they hit it big. And he laughed at me. <laughs> Not cool, Dan. Not cool. But when I was seven or eight, seven, I liked Debbie Boone. And there's a commercial on the station that plays with Pat Boone. And it was the song was You Light Up My Life. It was featured in a movie with the same name. 
Um, they needed a song for the title song. It was a catchy jingle. Um, the singer, Debbie Boone, didn't write the song. The director of the movie did. He was a jingle writer for Wall Street, for uh, uh, Madison Street, Madison Avenue. But it's awful. It's embarrassing. And you, you light up my life. It spent 10 weeks at number one in 1977. It became a mainstay of adult contemporary radio, but it was kind of on a pop station or a rock station back then. It got knocked off by the Bee Gees. How deep is your love? How deep is your love? How deep is your love? Debbie Boone also had a number one hit in Canada. But the song did very poorly overseas. And the reason I had it was I lived in Turkey. I lived in a city called Izmir, Turkey. And some American friends of my father would send cassette tapes of American music over. And these things were like gold. Like we didn't have in Turkey. They didn't, there was no TV. There was no radio. That wasn't all Turkish. So, yes, I liked bad music for a very long period of my life. And I'll, it, 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 that's all I got for you. So when Pat Boone is selling you know, some pain thing or some sort of commercial that makes me think of Debbie Boone and makes me think of you light up my life. And like, I guess I was a depressed kid looking for light, right? Marge Simpson once sang it to Homer and uh, Homer says to her, I bet the guy she was singing that about was real happy because you, you light up my life. And Marge goes, no, Homer. She was actually singing about God. Homer says, oh, well, Marge, he's always happy. No, wait, he's always mad. <laughs> I love The Simpsons. It's sad because I used to have time for The Simpsons, and I would love to get back into it. I just don't. Isn't growing old stink? So, some of the top stories today. The G2 meeting between Trump and Z went well. We don't really care about the G20 uh, meeting. And we go, ah, Trump didn't sign that weather impact. Climate change accord. Again, 19 other countries did. We're going to be hated. So as an American, I highly recommend you get a Canadian flag patch for your backpack when you backpack across Europe. Take off, you hosers. You know what I hate is advertisements where they're like, hey, guess what? The Motley Fools have another stock pick like they did when they told you Netflix at a buck 87. I'm like, no. And you see these all the time. Don't fall for them. Don't be clickbait. So the market's going through some gyrations right now. We had a rough October. November started off pretty bad, and then it kind of stabilized, and then we got kind of nervous about the G2 meeting. It's really G20, I know. Don't get mad at me. But there's a lot of information out there. There's a lot of disinformation out there. So you need to be really careful. You know, information technology stocks, big names have gotten hit, creamed. Some of them will come back and hit all-time highs again. Some of them are buying opportunities where you don't have those very often. Energy names are doing uh, consideration with high price of oil right now. Materials with, obviously, world population growing. 200 million people are playing Fortnite. World populations are growing. You look up how many people are on the planet right now, it's like, what, 6.8 billion? And scientists think we can hold maybe 8 or 9 billion as a planet. 200 million of those people are playing Fortnite. What's going on? So there's a rally going on at this point in time. Um, there's peace, not peace in the Middle East, but peace between China and the United States. 
And that should help companies like NVIDIA and Micron and Qualcomm and Apple. It should help world growth continue. It's it's back on track kind of speech. So you look at a caterpillar. Oil moving higher, that's probably going to benefit British Petroleum, BP, BP, and ExxonMobil. Mr. President, we've averted a trade war. Mr. President, British Petroleum has blown up an oil well in the Gulf. Oh, no big deal. We'll fix it later. There's dolphins who are dying covered in oil. I don't even like dolphins, so I'm fine with that. What's wrong with me? Why don't I like dolphins? So the Federal Reserve said last week they're probably close to neutral. So we may get less talk about higher interest rates, but we do expect a higher move in December. We may get less talk about the trade war with China, but in 60 to 90 days, it'll probably come back up again if something hasn't been done. You can find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter, Rob Black Show, YouTube, Rob Black Show. Catch Rob Black and Rob Black and Your Money live on the Bay Area Airwaves. Weekday mornings from 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW and streaming live on the KDOW radio app or KDOW.biz. And don't forget the weeknight replay at 7. Got an email question. John wanted to know about reverse mortgages. Is it better to wait until necessary or do now? Do later to get more money because life expectancy is less. Well, here's the trick on that is rules are always changing about what you can and can't get in reverse mortgages. So if your house rich and cash poor, I would look into it. I'm not telling you to do that because John didn't tell me anything else. He didn't tell me his age. He didn't tell me his income. He didn't tell me if he was going to use the money from a reverse mortgage where basically you sell your house to the bank. And they give you a stream of income, or they give you a lump sum. You can choose either. They give you a line of credit. There's ways of doing it, right? I don't know anything about them, so I can't really give any advice. Other than to say rules change, laws change, and it's become more difficult to get a home. And it depends on where you live and life expectancy, of course. He's right about that. Um, Does he really need it or does he not? Financial planners use it kind of as a last resort for financial planning. But... That tells you that he should consult a CFP. And to make an appointment with a CFP, go to newfocusfinancial.com. That's newfocusfinancial.com and make an appointment with a CFP. Um, so one of the things I like to do is read Barron's on the weekend. I'd probably tell you that every Monday, and you're probably ad nauseum just going, oh, shut up. Um, I like Barron's, and I, I think it does a really, really nice job of of making you think a little bit. And they they started, you know, disaster averted, the G20 meeting, right? And to me, this feels like Trump in the White House is very much so uh, a Jack Bauer 24, where, Mr. President, I just stopped the Russians from dropping a nuclear bomb on us. And everyone could breathe a big sigh of relief. And then you see uh, uh, Nikolai sneaking off with a briefcase. And you know there's another disaster coming. And that's kind of what I feel like with the G20. Yeah, we diverted a disaster, but we only put it off 90 days. And that's not a long time to you and me. It feels nice to see the market relief rally. And maybe Trump will get the hint. Maybe it won't. So a lot of companies came out big winners after the G20 meeting. And I, I think it's important for you to like try to study these and try to figure out which companies you like and which companies you don't like. And try to figure out which companies do well in higher interest rate environments, which companies don't. And there's so much data out there that you could find it if you want to. 
Um, or you can go and say, I want to own a company like McDonald's that does well in good economies or bad economies. It's all the Burger Advisor for taking action on any stocks that I mentioned, of course. But you know McDonald's has been around since you were a little kid. You know, every now and then you get freaked out when you're like, there's only four shapes of chicken nuggets. And you're like, I thought chickens come in all shapes and sizes. And why are there only four forms? You do not want to see how the chicken nuggets are made. That's all I'm going to tell you. You don't want to see it. Okay. So some stocks to watch now. Companies like Black & Decker, Caterpillar, Emerson Electric. Deer, 3M, industrial companies that have significant Chinese exposure and are down year to date. It's an interesting concept, and I want you to run with it. I do. But you obviously got to make things work on your own time frame, I think, um, and learn to invest. So Barclays analyst came out and said, you know, look for losers that have big international exposure. I don't think that's a bad way of thinking. Black & Decker's down 23% this year. It takes some risk off you, right? Um, it takes some risk off you when a company is already corrected. Because you're going to buy it at $100. It's going to go straight to 78 And you're going to go, oh, why didn't I wait till it was 78 And some of them are at 78 now. And I'm just using made-up numbers, right? But you don't have to buy stocks at all-time highs. I hope that helps a little bit. There's a lot of really good companies out there that I want to talk about. One of them is called Vulcan Materials. Now, this isn't necessarily a Chinese play. It's a U.S. play. It's a play on take a look around. And what do you see? You see a lot of construction cranes, right? You want to look for companies, in my opinion, that have a history of raising their dividend because it tells you they're financially successful. Maybe on a level. Maybe there's some financial engineering, so you have to look a little further into it. But dividend achievers aren't bad ideas because it tells you that in good times and bad times, they've done well. And to be like a dividend all-star, you have to do it for 10, 15, 20, 25 years in a row. So that means you have to do it in a good economy and you have to do it in a bad economy, right? So I want you to do better as an investor. I want you to be smart and I want you to be wise. I want you to look at things. Um, take a look at a company called Booz Allen. Boring. Dividend yield of 1.4%, but in the last five years, they've grown their dividend by 13.7%. That's exactly what you want. That's the exact kind of thing that you want to see. Booz Allen is a consultant, and they do things like how to get historically prepared for World War II, or they do a big merger in the NFL with the AFL. So they're consultants. A lot of people don't make any movements until they get consulted. I really like MasterCard as a play on international markets because people look at MasterCard as a finance company and Visa as a finance company. I think they're anti-fraud companies, and every month it seems like, who got hacked? Did, did you just tell me Marriott got hacked? 500 million users got hacked? So now companies like MasterCard and Visa have to be on the lookout for information that was stored in MasterCards uh, tied towards... Um, the hotel. Say what? <laughs> I know. So look for companies like that. MasterCard, the number two player, not just in the U.S., but also in Europe, Africa, Latin America. They just bought a company that's kind of trying to keep them on the, the cutting edge. They pull in $12.5 billion annually across its worldwide payment networks. The company did $1.5 trillion in volume. 2.5 billion cards, up 4% year over year. So they're growing the card base. 
They're growing the transactions. It's got a dividend. It's not the sexiest company, but it's growing their dividend nicely. I'm not against you thinking about it. It's a little broker advisor for taking action on any stock pension. And if you want to go Visa and MasterCard, I'm fine with that. But then you have to say, okay, what if there's a company that is going to disrupt them? A lot of people a couple months ago thought, you know, Apple could come up with their own cash system or something like that and totally disrupt Visa and MasterCard. Easier for Apple to work with them than against them. But MasterCard just bought a company called Digital Commerce Solutions, and it's a token-based authentication, authentication, and they're trying to stay that step ahead of fraud. So they're doing the right thing by putting investments into the future. I believe the children are future. Vail Resorts is a company that's been increasing their dividend in the last five years nicely. Money doubles every 7.2 years, and if you see companies increasing their dividend, you're like, hey, I like it. Now, Vail Resorts is a play on ski resorts, lodges, and other operations. I spent so much money on ski resorts that I said, I'm buying a second home, (laughs) right? You get to the point where you're like, did I just spend on an Airbnb? You're like, okay, Airbnb, I'm staying at someone else's home. I'm not staying at an expensive resort. I'm staying at someone else's home. I can cook with family there. And then you go, and you're like, I don't want to cook. I'm on vacation. You end up spending $600, $700 a night. So people love Vail Resorts. They own many, many mountains. Obviously Vail, but also Breckenridge, North Star, which is Lake Tahoe. Um, They're not hurting for business if you went up to the mountains this month. Whistler Blackcomb in Canada. Whistler, holy mackerel. Whistler was not on my bucket list, but 10 years ago I went. At Christmas time, and it's still to this day probably the most magical Christmas I ever had. It's just a cute little town, and it looks like Santa's workshop might be there. And it pounds snow because it's Canada, right? So take a look at Vail Resorts. Not a bad idea for an investment silver record advisor for taking action on any stocks mentioned. Or you don't like that one? How about Southwest Airlines? Southwest Airlines has been profitable for 25 years. How have they been profitable for 25 years? It's a good question. It's a breath of fresh air. Southwest doesn't get into too many PR problems, i.e. punching customers or passengers, dragging them off planes, killing dogs in the storage compartments. So they kind of stay out of those big headlines that get kind of messy. People like them because they're a discount. Flying is like a bus, and you can go first class and be like in the front row seats of a bus, but it's still a bus. And people kind of realize that, so they're like, okay, I'll just take Southwest. They have a nice history of raising their dividend. And again, it shows you something when you look for that. Are you with me against me? Uh, They've been profitable exactly, I'm sorry, Southwest 45 years, not 25. Um, That's pretty impressive for the airlines because they haven't always been profitable. And they get into price wars with each other. I told you I like Vulcan Materials. Um, because if you look around, all you see is cranes, and what they're doing is moving crushed stones and sand and gravel and asphalt and concrete. That's what Vulcan material sells, the stuff that buildings are made of. And you're seeing a lot of low-income housing going up across America right now, and you're hearing there's a shortage of housing. So I like that. The population of the United States continues to grow, and as they do, we're going to continue to build. Vulcan materials will continue to be there, and they've been raising their, their income dividend to you. 
Now, it's not perfect, none of these. So you do need to consult a worker advisor before getting action on any stocks mentioned. But those are some really good names to start doing some research on, and they have histories of increasing their dividend. Now, of course, when you buy it, it'll probably stop, but maybe not. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial money, investing, and more. Find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter, Rob Black Show, YouTube, Rob Black Show. Don't forget, there's another hour of today's show to listen to. Find it now at kdow.biz or on the KDOW radio app. So this is, I think, an amazing song by Regina Spector called Us. It's got some cool lyrics in it, like they'll name a city after us. Later, they'll say it's all our fault. We're living in a den of thieves. We're in Jean Francis in the pages. We're living in the den of thieves, and it's contagious. We wear our scarves just like a noose. That one gets me. But not because we want eternal sleep. So I don't know everything. I just know this is an amazingly sweet and loving, but it's not loving at all. It has a lot to do with classic views of love and lust and the fall of big cities like in Russia, where she's essentially from. And the album's called Soviet Kitsch. Um, I always wanted to marry a woman who played piano and sang in the house. As a child, I was like, that was my thing. I was like, someone who's so happy that they don't even know they're singing, and yet they're singing? I guess probably because I wasn't all that happy, right? So, I shut up now. You shut up now. You talk stock. Shut up! Shut so, up! Shut up! I shut up now. Bitcoin, a year ago, people were talking about it going to a million, or at least 25,000, or 50,000, or some big number. Now that it's dropped below 6,000, it's 80% off its peak. Some people are starting to think it's going to go to zero because now it's falling below the cost of actually making it and mining it. The incentive to mine will deteriorate when that happens. It pushes Bitcoin into a death spiral. It becomes worthless if you can't establish the ownership of anything. A set of encrypted numbers, is that what's going to get you to retirement? I'm not saying I'm right. But somewhere around $5,000 per coin is what it costs to make. And when it falls below that, it's a problem. Unlike gold, which probably due to a historical accident is universally accepted as a store of value, Bitcoin is a digital commodity with no such universal acceptance as a store of value. Except for by people who say, look what happened in Paris this weekend. People are unhappy with governments. They don't trust banks. I, I know a financial planner whose kid bought a Bitcoin. And I'm like, not a smart move. I probably wouldn't say that out loud. It appears Bitcoin is now entering in what I refer to as a death spiral. But you know what? I'm not a Bitcoin expert. I didn't buy it on the way up, and I'm not going to sell it on the way down. It's not my thing. Dow is surging today. S&P 500 surging today because we're all going, look at what happened at the G20 meeting. Two countries got together and said, we aren't going to do tariffs on each other for at least 90 more days. Can I make that into a great story? I can't because the market opened 300. Now it's only up 230 on the Dow. Do we get our ho, ho, ho Santa Claus rally? Ho, 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 who wouldn't go? And for the people who are, are saying Santa Claus is a bully and he's a sexist pig because he only has male reindeers. Merry Christmas. Something's wrong with people. I know Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer did have some homophobia elements in it and did have some bullying and and freak elements in it. But stop it. Stop it. What must be wrong with you? I quit those people. I know you're saying you can't quit them. 
I can't quit you. Stocks up. Oil rebounds amid upbeat growth perspective from tariff ceasefire. Canadian has a production cut. So a lot of things like consumer discretionary, energy, industrials, and materials, things that make economies go, things make go, are doing well today. Again, I'm not going to get super excited. I just don't have it in me. I wish I did, but I don't. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Anything that you want to talk about, we could talk about. Big data is one of those things that I don't know if we all have our heads around. Some people do. Some people don't. But data makes data drives a lot of financial decisions. And I can tell you when I was breaking into the industry, I got as much data as I could. I'd read the census reports on the aging of America and try to figure out how who's going to win. And it was drug makers, right, back in the 80s and 90s. One baby boomer is going to retire every second. We'd hear statistics like that. And uh, we'd go, well, that's going to drain Social Security. That's bad. That means more taxes down the road. But they were probably going to consume pharmaceuticals. And then you hear, like, side stories, like, um, as you get older, erectile dysfunction becomes an issue, and people would go to the doctor, and Medicare is going to pay for Viagra. Woo! Right? I don't know. <laughs> Thank you. I needed a woo because my mind's just not there yet. Um. But there's data, like so much data out there at this point in time, and I, 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 I'm good with that. A lot of people aren't, but I'm good with it. So big data is a story, and it's kind of freaky at how much you can see you're being spied on and, and you are being used. There was a job, there was a drop in job listings on Tesla the day before the company announced restructuring. Did that, did that data mean anything? You're seeing, long before it became clear that Adidas was stealing market share from Nike and Under Armour, consumers who filled out online surveys created for an investment bank started to say they preferred Adidas. And you could start seeing that like data gives you answers. And those are just two very, very simple examples. Apple said, we're not going to give you any more data on how many phones we sell each quarter. So there's a lot of data. Digital data is everywhere. There's better tools to analyze and store it. Um, It once was a niche industry for making financial decisions. Now geolocation data mixes with, you know, spending data. Does data lie? Sometimes. But you're going to hear more and more about big data in 2019. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial money, investing, and more. Find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter, Rob Black Show, YouTube, Rob Black Show. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.